There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. It's Vlad Harris from the Panther Rants podcast. It's Friday. I'm running late to work. In fact, it's like 8.45 here. You know, my kids, I got two, one in fourth, one in first. And basically, there was these uh, forms that went out, I guess, to order shirts for the field trips. Not field trips, I'm sorry, field days. Because, you know, they had, they had that day where all the kids, I guess, had, they had those teams and they play all those games and stuff. My son went to it last year, obviously, because that's, you know, they're supposed to go. And I remember he took his own money with him to the field day. I mean, he took 20 bucks with him. And, you know, it was a third, you know, at the time I realized he took that much money. I think I gave him five. And he took, yeah, he took 20 from his, I guess, Christmas stash that he had. And I always tell him, I'm like, never, I said, with kids, I was like, you never hope, never, never show your money to anybody. Don't, don't brag about it. Cause some, there's always to be somebody that's going to take money from you or they're going to ask you for a dollar. And then if you give them a dollar, you get about five or 10 other kids that want money from you too. So it's a domino effect. So you want to avoid any of that. He, um, he himself quite a day at the field day. He, you know, he bought himself lunch. I mean, he bought pizza. He bought snow cones. He bought cotton candy. He bought a whole bunch of crap, basically. I mean, he had himself a freaking other day activities. He had himself a freaking day. I mean, it was astounding. But at least you know they let you buy what you want. I remember when I had field day, we had a, we, we had a supposed cookout when I was in grade school, and it was supposedly hot dogs and chips. You got like a little ass hot dog, and you got twenty five cent bag of chips. And I'm surprised a lot of us didn't you know didn't freaking faint that day because you know I you know at at, at fourth grade myself I could I could eat two hot dogs myself at that time. Especially two little ones, because they, they didn't have the they didn't have the bun length ones back at that time. They were making them bun length. They were smaller, so it's like you have mostly you know sixty percent bread and forty percent meat. But anyways, back to the original thing here. So you know, I filled out my daughter's filled you know filled day order shirt uh, form. And I asked my son all week if he got one because I didn't see one in his backpack or in his folders. And this morning we're walking to the school. He goes, oh, yeah, Dad, by the way, I did get one of those. I, I just didn't tell you. Gee, really? We're about to walk into school. Now, it's not, you, um, you have one? Naturally, he can't find it. He don't know what the hell we do with it. He meant, he meant to give it to me, but Lord knows what happened to it. 
Uh, just basically typical, you know, typical kid stuff. And so I had to leave and get 10 bucks cash because I don't carry cash on me hardly. All that probably should start carrying something on me. And, uh, you know, got the form and filled it out for him and sent it back. And uh, here I am. And the amazing part is, is, uh, you know, I think I left, I left school around seven 30, some seven 40. I probably wouldn't have gotten to work till by nine o'clock. So it's like, it's eight 45 now. I'll probably get to work maybe 20 minutes late overall because he's, that's why Houston traffic is. It dies at a certain period. Anyways, let's get back to some other hot topics. Oh, let's see. Pitt recruiting. They, they, you know, Pitt, um, they run out their class. And, um, you know, they finished out at the, you know, the forties and fifties, depending on, you know, the payment, you know, recruiting service you like so much. Uh, over, I guess the reality is they finished, I guess the, you know, 52, I think is what it was. Yeah. 52. And, um, a lot of people aren't happy with this. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of articles out there about the kids they took are pretty much projects. And, yeah, pretty, you know, for the most part, when your class is 52nd in the nation, majority of your kids are going to be projects. Or they're guys that you're going to have to develop over time. Now, I'm sure some decent prospects... But as Pat Narduzzi said, he recruits character. And character always wins, goddammit. So, the hell with the damn stars. We got character. Tons of it. And that wins. See, character won the ACC Coastal Division this past year. It wasn't star rankings. It was character. And they won the damn thing. And they played Clemson in the ACC title game. Unfortunately, character just didn't beat Clemson. You know, Clemson Clemson had a lot more character than we did. Because Debo Sweeney is all about character himself. So, Clemson had a lot more character than we did that day and that's what's going to get us you know to the forefront here as we get back if we want to get back to this title game is it's the character guys it's not about agility speed your 40 time how many tackles you had in high school how many positions you played it's character. And yeah, character, you know, to a degree, is important because, you know, you don't want a kid who's been suspended so many times or maybe he already has a, already has a rap sheet on him. Or he's just a complete... Or, or maybe he has, you know, snobby parents and, you know, because of that, he's a, he's a real douchebag. I mean, you'll have that. Yeah, it's you know, obviously, this type of recruiting is more eight, 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 five, seven, six type of stuff. 
But it depends on who Penn schedules. I mean, if they can uh, adapt the way adapt the way that Syracuse and other beat Boston College and other uh, ACC teams scheduled, pick up be a win ten games easily. It's not going to help, you know. It's not, it's not going to attract bigger names. It just is what it is. And if you look at the, uh, you know, Pitt's obviously lost out a lot of the local kids to, to you know that, are, that were worthy of power five offers, and they've gone elsewhere, and that happens. And all these kids want to stay in Pittsburgh, and at the same time, we haven't really given them a reason to stay in Pittsburgh. See, Pat Narduzzi said that he wants play, he, he wants um, recruits that love Pittsburgh. Well, here's the thing. The guys, the kids that left, you know, went elsewhere, the Penn State, Ohio State, or Michigan, or whoever. Oh, Kentucky. How the hell do you lose it? How in the hell do you lose a kid to Kentucky? I mean, I know they just had a nice little uh, season, but they're still Kentucky. Is it because they beat Penn State in a bowl game? Is that why? I mean, it's hard to believe we lost we lost a kid to Kentucky. I mean, for God's sakes, Bill Stahl was a was a commit to Kentucky. Then Dave Wanstep came in and said, "Dude, why the hell are you going to Kentucky? Come to Pitt." And soon enough, uh, Bill Stahl came to Pitt. But if you watch Bill play, you can see you can see why Walt never really offered the kid a scholarship. Or really want him to, or really want, press them to come to Pitt. It's because Bill, you know, obviously wasn't going to fit Walt's system. He's just not the type of player that Walt, uh, Walt would have. I mean, Walt pretty much wouldn't really play him at all. But Bill, to his credit, you know, he had a halfway decent career at Pitt. I mean, he had a good one-loss record, that's for sure. And, you know, he had a really good senior year. It just, fortunately... He almost delivered a BCS you know, bid to us. It just didn't work out. So, yeah, there's, I mean, they, these kids can still love Pittsburgh, but we got to give them a reason to stay. We haven't yet. And that's, that's the problem. So until we do, they're going to keep going elsewhere. And it's, and it's been drilled frequent. And supposedly, I guess, Pitt's probably not kissing their ass as much. And yeah, recruiting the Whippeal is a crapshoot because you can kiss these local kids' asses so much, but they'll still go elsewhere. So, I mean, I remember Walt, during the Walt Harris years, towards you know late, later in his tenure, he started recruiting other territories a lot more, like Ohio and Florida. He had, he had some success, and of course, when that happened, all the local uh, coaches got all pissed off because you know Walt, God forbid was ignoring their players. How dare you go outside of the territory and, re- and recruit um, and recruit um, other players. You got to recruit the Whippeal, man. And that's what Dave Wanstead did when he first came in here. He recruited the hell out of the Whippeal. And some players panned out, some didn't. I mean, there was some talent at that time and, you know, a lot of these kids turn out to be good college players. But um, if you look at the demograph of, um, or the, you know, the geography location of all these players, and you 
and they're from all you know, they're all from all over Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, Florida. I believe Ohio too. And I, I mean, the, the class is pretty much. It seemed like the as, as I look at it, it's very even. Obviously, the one one player that stands out is Davis Bevel. He's the you know the quarterback that hopefully is gonna maybe come in and push some of these other guys to do their job. But Pitt obviously ranked twelfth in the ACC or tenth, depending on where you know what recruiting service you use. Either way, it's not really good. Or maybe the ACC is that loaded of a league. The twelfth, the twelfth in the ACC gets you maybe like maybe like third in the Big Ten. Maybe who knows? Beauty is the eye of the beholder. Obviously, another guy is AJ Woods, the Maryland kid. He's another one. I mean, there's a handful of these guys, and I'll get more in depth in depth with them next week we'll talk about we'll break it down a lot deeper but uh, obviously one of the players that uh, announced uh, MJ Devonshire you know you know Pat Arduzzi I guess uh, he tweeted this uh, Devonshire Street uh, thing out and you know recruiting the sign day came and I said well I guess Pat probably isn't going to um, I guess he's not going to order the, 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 the turkey Devonshire for lunch today and you know Ah. <laughs> but obviously the big controversy here is that uh, MJ Devonshire as he was announcing his commitment to Kentucky Pat Arduzzi tweeted out the recruiting class and said oh, this is a wrap we're done have a good one and some people took uh, obviously offense to it as As people do, and I get it. I mean, there's been times where Pat Narduzzi's ruined my life. I mean, I think one day, I, I think one day, I took a colossal shit, and it was it was it was so great. I was reminiscing, and Pat Narduzzi, well, he tweeted something out positive, and it got a whole bunch of retweets, and here I was on the toilet, pissed off because my moment of reminiscence of was taken away. I'm sure if I dig through my, like the, like the, like the well, no, Pat Narduzzi wasn't around. Well, he was around. I mean, he wasn't. He was Coach Ellis when my youngest was born. Maybe I could find a tweet where he tweeted something. He, it took away from that moment my child was born. Really? So. Here's the thing. If Pender Dizzy wanted to take this kid's moment away from him, he'd have walked into the kid's recruiting um, recruiting uh, ceremony or NASA, whatever, uh, took his shirt off, pitched his nipples at the camera, and ran and walked away. Or he would have done a Kanye or something like that and just grabbed the microphone and said, you know, uh, Andrew Johnson had the, uh, had the greatest uh, commitment ceremony of all time. So I don't see why people are taking such a big deal to this. Pat knew he wasn't coming, so he retweeted it out. It wasn't nothing personal. The kid obviously had his moments, so leave it be. Who gives a shit?
But some people just today just find some things to be outraged over. Anyways, guys, we got 15, 15 minutes in. Let's see what else we got to talk about today. Um, Heather Like, I uh, watched her uh, video the other day about you know day in her life. And good lord, at the energy of that lady, and the, you know the I mean just everything, not just the physical energy of her. It's just the frigging the positive energy, all kind of stuff. I mean, you know, she starts out her day at five a.m. with a jog or a run through the through the uh, through the snow. Then she gets her uh, celebratory hot cocoa. Then she has you know the meetings, whether it's at the Hillman or whether it's with uh, the Chancellor. Taking phone calls from Pat Narduzzi. Then uh, more meetings and, to- and handing out tassel caps to the students. And then on top of that, she's uh, at the Pitt basketball game talking to everybody. And she's all excited. And then she, at the end, it shows with the student section. I mean, it's pretty good stuff. I mean, I mean, I like the video. I mean, was, I mean she's obviously very hands-on, and, and I'm, I'm great with that. I mean, she saw, she stopped by, the, I mean, it wasn't just the football and basketball. She stopped by the wrestling, was talking about the tickets there. I mean, her energy's all around. And, and, and basically, when she hires these type of coaches, that's what she wants. I mean, she wants that type of energy as well. That's why she brings in Jeff Capel and she brings in Lance White. They have that type of energy that Heather has. And that's what she wants. And, um, you know... Jeff and uh, Lance are obviously at a big part or a big uh, moment of their uh, first seasons. You know, uh, Lance obviously the team has a team finished I think nine and five I think out of conference. They they haven't won an ACC game yet this year, and of course Lance has had to deal with some injuries. One girl ended had to end her, her college career. He's got his work cut out for him. But I'm just curious how he carries himself throughout the rest of the year. And now Jeff Capel is in a big moment. I mean, Pitt started off winning that going, you know, winning two of their first three ACC games. They haven't won one yet. And on top of that, they blew a really big one against Wake Forest because, well, the game is 40 minutes, not 39, 45 seconds. And that's what happened there. The guy threw the shot up and Pitt assumed it was going to be over. But there was a Wake Forest guy sitting right there waiting for that ball. And he he threw it up and boom, overtime. That crushed Pitt. And that was that. They never recovered. I'm not sure what else, you know, Pitt's going to State this weekend. And I'm not sure how that's going to fit, pan out. Um... But yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm curious to see how Cable handles the rest of the year. I'll, I hope he doesn't go full Stallings and, you know, be disgruntled. These guys, they're coming in, they're fighting all the time. They're, they're fighting as much as they can and just, you know, sometimes shots will go down and sometimes they get bad luck. It happens. But the poor thing is, is um, is they're fighting. 
and you know they're, they're giving you a reason to turn on the games. Whereas Kevin Stallings, you have to turn on the games and wonder how many points they were going to lose by tonight. Tonight, with this team, you don't know what's going to happen. So there's that. So we we got that stuff wrapped up for Pitt. Um, NBA free agency hit and. Uh, I'm not afraid to see the trade deadline. Uh, basically, Anthony Davis didn't go anywhere, and and people are are mad at the Pelicans for what happened. But you know, I can't blame the Pelicans. You know, Anthony Davis is their franchise player. And you, you don't just freaking give him away. Give him away. Trading him for like Lonzo Ball is practically giving him away because Lonzo Ball does, adds nothing to your team at all. I mean, you already got J. Rue Holiday. You don't need freaking. You don't need freaking Lonzo Ball. But uh, you know, on paper, this before the season began, the Pelicans had a really good team, and they got hit with injuries, and they just fall. They just fell apart. Last year, they they gave the Warriors a run, and it seemed like they were going to be. Um, they were going to do some damage. It just didn't work out that way. It's sad, but. You know, New Orleans isn't a big enough market for you know, for Anthony Davis. And of course, he wants to go somewhere bigger, and I'm sure after the season he'll go he'll go somewhere. Well, a lot of crazy trades. I mean, I like uh, I like what Toronto did with Gasol, and I love what the Sixers did with Harris because you know on top of uh, what they have now is Simmons, Embiid. And uh, Jimmy Butler, you add Tobias Harris, a small forward. I, you know, part of me thinks that whenever Golden State made the Sixers think a lot about what they were doing, and they said, "Hey, you know, if we can get you know another guy, some more help here, we can make a run in, in the East, and hopefully, if we if we meet Golden State, we're gonna we're gonna beat them." But then uh, Toronto gets Marcus Saul, and so you got Lowry, you got. Um, you got Kobe Leonard, and you got Marcus Saul, and on top of that, you got um, Abaka, and you got uh, Pascal Siakam. I think you call it, you pronounce it. So Toronto, you know, did a hell of a job too. I mean, they shored up their team, and so I think the East is going to be a pretty. We 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 bash the East a lot, as far as the NBA goes, but I really like what I'm really starting to like what the what the East has done. And I think the East is going to be an exciting playoff to watch. I know we love the West, but I mean, check out the East this year. I mean, they did a hell of a job. But you know, LeBron didn't get the guy he wanted, and I think you know he's not the wait after this season. And maybe it's a good thing. And I think it will give him more time to play with his, these guys, and then maybe he doesn't uh, deal them out as much. You know, see what these guys have, and don't just get rid of them all of a sudden. I mean, you're not obviously not going to win the title this year, and I'm sure that's what he's trying to do is deliver it to championship. I just don't think that's going to happen because the West is just too freaking loaded. But you know, see what you got here. Don't just uh, freaking get rid of them all of a sudden. And of course, we have the draft coming up. 
and you know, not much has not much really has come on the Antonio Brown stuff. And I pretty much have um, have muted the Steelers off my timeline. And of course, we got the uh, we're waiting for the Democratic brackets to uh, to shore up. But then, guys, it's been a pretty much I don't know, been a slow day today, and. I'm only going to get about 20-some minutes out of this, and really, I don't care. I mean, quality's better than quantity. So, anyways, guys, hell to pit. Talk to you later. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.